Well, a lot of people have never gone over 200 kilometres in a car with an engine running on petrol, but uh, our next guest has just been in a vehicle, no petrol, no engine, just wind. It's just a marvel of science that Glenn Ashby from Team New Zealand's just broken the world record for a wind-assisted vehicle. Uh, remarkable effort. Glenn Ashby joins us now. G'day, Glenn. Yeah, g'day. How's it all going? It doesn't quite make sense, does it? doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, sometimes it's a bit hard to get your head around. You sort of think, you know, you should be just blowing across the ground at the same speed as the uh, the wind's travelling, but... What we've actually got is a basically an aeroplane wing flying vertically that, um, you know, with the air flowing around it creates uh, creates lift. And the faster you get travelling, the more power it creates until you reach your terminal velocity. Yeah, hopefully faster than the last guy. <laughs> so I was watching a video of you um, attempting and then setting the record. It looked like I would imagine you'd want a constant wind speed, but it looked quite puffy. Uh, yes, look, yesterday was extremely puffy and extremely shifty, so not the perfect or the ideal conditions by any any stretch of the imagination. We actually had uh, yeah, any, anywhere between sort of nine knots and 27 knots within about a, a, a you know, 30 second period. So it was really puffy and shifty and made my life pretty tricky behind the wheel, that's for sure. And it's an unusual looking craft, as, as you would expect, but um, you've just got the one arm out the side and nothing on the left. There's a lot of trust that the puff's not going to turn around because you'd be, you'd be A over kite. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're definitely set up to sort of travel quickly in, in one direction where we're fully set up asymmetrically. So, um, yeah, there, there was some really, really uh, big puffs that came through yesterday and, um, yeah, had sort of a couple of, uh, you know, sort of near wobbles and uh, almost a capsize at one point where, you know, got caught in a bit of a willy-willy uh, which came across where you can't actually see the wind coming across a salt surface. On the water, you can see what's coming, but on a salt surface, you're simply uh, reacting to what's coming across. So it's, um, yeah, really, really interesting as to uh, how you sail a craft well, but um, certainly not the uh, smoothest conditions yesterday to set the record. Now, it was called Project Speed. My biggest question about it was uh, why? Is it... Like, it's awesome to have a world record, but it wouldn't have been an inexpensive project. So what was the whole basis behind doing it? Yeah, basically, you know, post the America's Cup event itself, there's always a little bit of a lull and a bit of a hiatus um, and a bit of a dip in, um, you know, obviously the design, the production and engineering of the team going forward. So this project was a wonderful opportunity to sort of take external resources, if you like, bring them into the team, uh, which included funding and actually bridge the gap, if you like, with a really cool, innovative technological project that was uh, supported, you know, largely by uh, companies all throughout New Zealand and also around the world. And basically that project itself has enabled, um, you know, uh, contracts to be signed, um, employees to be employed with Emirates Team New Zealand. And really for us as a team, not to lose our employees to other countries and other teams. So um, it's about IP retention, but it's also about raising the bar as well and actually pushing limits that have never been pushed before and ultimately really that's actually the strength of Emirates Team New Zealand is the fact that the team can push super hard where where other teams sometimes fall down. Is any of the technological discoveries from this project transferable to the water? Yeah, look, there's a lot of crossovers between what we've been doing here um, and the water. Um, 
obviously with the foiling boats these days, you know, aerodynamics play a huge part in, in the ultimate performance of the yacht. So what we've been able to learn sort of aerodynamically and, and often looking outside the square um, is a great way of actually looking for gains in, in other areas that sort of filter down into the America's Cup sailing itself. So it's, um you know, it's a great challenge and it sort of puts not only myself, but a lot of other people that have been involved with the project sort of out of your usual comfort zone. And, and sometimes what you learn out of your comfort zone, you know, makes you feel more comfortable when you see things out, out of the ordinary. And just looking at that record itself, um, how much bravery and how much fear was there? Because your bum is literally inches above the ground. So 222 clicks probably feels more like 300. Were there sweaty moments? Uh, definitely some sweaty moments. It gets pretty warm in the cabin when you put the lid down and you're not moving. But um, yeah, look, it's uh, it's one of those ones that, you know, it's like sailing on an America's Cup class AC-75 yacht. Initially, if you just look at it, it looks really fast and really, really hairy and exciting. But when you build yourself up slowly, you do your testing, you do your homework well, you do get used to it. But it is absolutely sailing on steroids. Um, it's super fast. Um, your reaction times have to be really, really quick. And it's basically using every single skill and experience that I've had over the years, be it through motorcycling, car driving, sailing and flying. It's all those uh, feelings and experiences rolled into one. And you definitely need to be on your game to, to make sure you get the performance out of the craft and also uh, keep the wheels on the ground and the rig in the air. So that puffy wind up to a max of 27, I guess the average is about 20k, something like that. And I, I remember from the America's Cup days, there was an optimal wind speed that once it got above, you can't go any faster. What would be the optimal wind speed for this craft? And are you going to give it another crack? Uh, yeah, look, I, I'd love to give it another crack sort of early next year if I ideally could. We weren't expecting to go as well as we did yesterday, which was a, a fantastic achievement for, for the team here at the lake and also the wider team at Emirates Team New Zealand. The, the, look, to be honest, the ultimate wind speed for me would be above 30 knots if, if we could get it. I'd love to sail in 40 knots if I could. Maybe I'm a bit mad, but <laughs> I'd take it if I could get it. But we'll, I'd love to push it to the point where I scare myself to the point that I never want to sit in the thing again. Jeez, I'm looking forward to that video. <laughs> Make sure you get a little <laughs> GoPro in the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. <laughs> hey, Thanks, Glenn, mate. congratulations, world record holder. Um, Mum and Dad will be proud. Uh, your friends and your and your teammates will be proud. Not often you set a new world record, but you, you've got it. You've got it. Yeah, thanks, mate. No, we're all really pleased, and it's been a great team effort. It's uh, You certainly can't do this by yourself, that's for sure. Brilliant. Glenn Ashby, well done. Thanks for chatting. Cheers. There is Glenn Ashby, <clears throat> New Zealand's newest world record holder. Um, 222 clicks in 20Ks. That's what he can do in 30Ks. Do you multiply it by 10? Can he do 300 clicks? I think not. I think not. Whew, that's an amazing record, an amazing record. If you want to play the vault, call 0800 150 $500 TAB bonus bet up for grabs. 0800 150 Call now.